You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic with Dr. Heidi, a toxic relationship specialist. Here, we bring hope, healing, and freedom to those who have been affected by toxic relationships and emotional abuse. Learn to not only recognize a red flag when you see one, but have the courage to choose yourself and move forward in a life that's free from toxic control of others. Living in an environment that's not healthy for you can cause this type of abuse to be accepted as normal. The truth is, it's not normal. It's toxic. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Dr. Heidi. Thank you for being here, and thank you for sharing the It's Not Normal, It's Toxic, Rid Your Life of Toxic People podcast. I am not certain uh, when we will do it, but my goal was to hit 100,000 listeners before the end of the year, and we are right now at, please hold, 92,576 listeners. So we will no doubt hit the 100,000 listener mark probably within the next oh three weeks so thank you for sharing it i know we're getting a lot of new people listening a lot of new followers i'm getting a lot of messages thanking me for the insight um you know it's it's what i do i want to be able to help those people who are stuck in situations that they may not understand and to me i am a firm believer in once you understand it that's where your power is going to come from. So learn everything you can about it. Last week, um, which is the reason there's been a little lull between the podcasts, is I had the fourth Priority Me Women's Retreat that we hosted uh, last week for 20 women who were amazing that came from all over the country to one location for three and a half days to work on loving themselves strong. And I'll tell you, that was a retreat for the record books. I have never seen that many women attract to each other and, you know, great conversation. They had a lot in common. They were able to share some of the stuff that they'd been going through. And we did a lot of work on loving yourself. And we host a Priority Me retreat the second week in November every year. So we've already got the theme and we're working on the location for next year's Priority Me retreat. If you are interested in that, you can message me. We will get you on a waiting list. We have a lot of things to do before the retreat. We've got the world or the national tour coming. We will be in Pittsburgh with the um, It's Not Normal, It's Toxic tour on January 25th. The National Conference will be held the last week in March here in St. Louis. We will be in San Francisco on August 8th, and we will be in Denver, Colorado on October 10th. Then three weeks following will be the fourth annual or fifth total, but fourth annual Priority Me retreat. Um, lots of exciting stuff. I will be headed out for the holidays, which I'm super excited about. I spend Thanksgiving every year at my parents in uh, Bozeman, Montana, and that is always a great visit. It's relaxing and it's always well-deserved after the retreat is over. Um, retreats are 
a great place for you to be yourself. It's a great place for you to connect with people who have things in common with you. And it's a great place to build friendships and a support system for you to carry through the following year to keep you accountable, um, to be able to bounce ideas off of, thoughts off of, maybe ask for support where and when you need it. So we built a, a very strong community at those retreats. So again, if you are looking for something as far as furthering yourself, the Priority Me retreat is um, a lot of self-discovery. So if you're ready for that, you may be ready for next year's uh, Priority Me retreat. At the retreat, we were talking about loving yourself and we talked about how all of us watch our Instagram feed and watch our Facebook feed. And we even share some of these memes that say things like, um, you, once you love yourself, everything will fall into place or love yourself more. You deserve more, you know, love the woman you're looking at in the mirror, love the person you see, uh, you know, in your life, love we hear all of these quotes about loving yourself and we all agreed at the retreat that, okay, those quotes are all great and they sound really nice, but how do you even start that, right? How do you even know if you are treating yourself like you deserve? We hear about treating other people and having other people treat us how we deserve, but are you treating yourself how you deserve? And so the whole entire weekend was presentations and activities and homework and bonding and different things that made people look at, are you loving yourself? Because in order for you to love yourself, you need to first pin down if you're not loving yourself. And one of the things that we went through was different ways you might not be loving yourself. And as I look back now, I was writing all of the presentations for the retreat, which is the education, understanding, empowerment, and freedom, right? Which is how my programs and how I operate in leading people out of toxic relationships. But when I was writing this one particular presentation for the retreat, I wanted to make sure that, yes, we're there to love ourselves strong, but how do we even know we're not loving ourselves? And as I went through the the ways that you're possibly not loving yourself, I realized these were all things that I was not doing for myself when I was involved or found myself in toxic relationships. So this is just a little checklist and I'm going to go through a few of them because if you are feeling like you're in a spot that's not healthy for you or you're feeling like you have been overlooked or taken advantage of, or you're being used by somebody else, that's not loving yourself. You know, we, again, we hear it all the time. You should just leave. You deserve more. You deserve the very best. And it goes in one ear and out the other because there's nothing that we can really grasp that's telling us we're not loving ourselves. When you are in a situation day to day, mistreatment becomes normal. So if somebody says you're not loving yourself, well, why would we not be loving ourselves? We would not even be able to wrap our head around the fact that maybe we're not loving ourselves. So I'm going to go through a few things, and this is an eye-opener for many, because you will find that you are not doing many of these things, and you're going to find that if, if me not doing these things is me not loving myself, I need to get to a spot where I can love myself enough 
to understand my situation, to remove myself if I need to, and to live a life that is for me. So a couple of the things that were surprising to people when we wanted to talk about, are we loving ourselves or are we not? Well, we don't really know. It's a really hard thing to pinpoint. You can't put your finger on it unless somebody just lays it out there. And one of the things that um, I use to kind of gauge, am I doing okay with myself? Am I being too hard on myself? Is, am I opening myself up to others? You know, am I able to be who I really am? Am I able to put myself out there without the fear of being hurt or being judged or being compromised? So if you're in a position where you really feel like uh, you are not able to open yourself up, that may be an example of that you might not be loving yourself because of what has happened to you in the past. And again, this is just a baseline for you to start going, oh, yeah, maybe I do need to start working on it. Uh, Do I trust myself? I hear it every day from clients. I get messages in through the social media. I don't dare, you know, I left a toxic relationship. I grew up in a toxic environment. I don't trust myself enough to go out there and meet friends. And I don't trust myself enough to go out there and start dating because I always pick the wrong person. And if you've been listening to my podcast for any time at all, education And knowing how to spot the red flags, it is what is going to lead to trust. And it's not leading to the trust of someone else. It's leading to you trusting yourself with yourself to make the best decisions for yourself to keep you safe. And again, toxic people attract to good, kind, caring, loving people. So if you are attracting toxic people, chances are you have some good qualities. That being said, you have to be able to trust yourself enough to know when you see that there's toxic people trying to take advantage. So when we're talking about trusting ourselves, if I hear someone say, well, I don't trust anybody, we have to work on the trust in ourselves because we are the only ones that are going to take care of ourselves. And when we are in toxic environments, we get so used to putting our trust in other people and hoping it's going to turn out better that we feel like it's the other people we have to trust when it's just learning to trust yourself. So if you feel like you don't trust yourself to make decisions or, you know, to take care of yourself, that may be an example that, hey, we need to, we need to work on the self-love a little bit. If you don't motivate yourself. And again, these are just examples. I'm definitely not coming down on anybody, but somebody who um, really knows what their worth is and knows what their value is and knows that they are building themselves and working on themselves and growing all the time is going to be a self-motivator. If you have problems with starting something and stopping something or starting something and not finishing something, that may be a sign that somewhere along the line, your self-worth has been, you know, squashed or diminished for whatever reason. And it's not your fault. Um, If you don't take care of your body, 
you know, we learn a lot of coping mechanisms to deal with toxic relationships. We have a lot of coping me- mechanisms to deal with hurt and to deal with pain. So if you've noticed that, that you aren't taking care of yourself the way you should, that may be some indication that, you know, we need to learn to love ourselves a little bit more. And again, this is just you building you. I'm not saying that what has happened to you is okay at all. This is just how, now that this has happened, where am I going to go from here? So if you are one that is not taking care of your body and at the retreat, I did the whole adrenal fatigue um, presentation because your body is not equipped to take care of itself all the time. It can do it for a while, but it's going to need help. So am I feeding it properly? Am I getting enough rest? Am I making the choices that are going to keep my body working for me? If you're not, there's probably a few things we can do to start getting you on the right track because you are the person that you are going to spend the rest of your life with. So we need to treat our bodies like we care about it and like we love it and nurture it like we've been trying to nurture the people around us. You take care of your body, your body is going to take care of you. It's a little teamwork thing. If you don't speak to myself nicely or with respect, you know, we get this negative circle in our head because we hear negative stuff so much, the criticisms, the comparisons, all the competition, um, the belittling, the name calling. We hear that so much that we tend to adopt that, that way of self-talk. So if you find that you're not speaking to yourself nicely, there's probably room for improvement. Toxic people feel better when other people are struggling. And so what we have to do to love ourselves and love ourselves strong is dig deep and realize the reason they're doing it is so they feel better. It's not necessarily because it's true and it's not necessarily because they really feel that way about you. They just know that if you're feeling crappy about yourself, they feel power and control in themselves. So don't let the negative stuff that you're hearing go to your heart and then allow you to negatively talk to yourself. Um, If you don't appreciate your achievements, here's a big one that I am not good at. I am trying to get better. You are in a toxic environment. Everything is chaotic. There's a lot of drama in a toxic environment. And when something good happens, we don't celebrate it. We don't appreciate the fact that we've achieved something. We just go on to the next thing. So the things in life that should be being celebrated are getting brushed under the rug like they're no big deal. And that's how toxic people want us to feel. Like our achievements and our accomplishments are no big deal. When we really should be celebrating them. And I was in a life of chaos and 100 miles an hour and let's get this out of the way and on to the next. Get this out of the way and on to the next. And when there was things that should have been celebrated, they weren't. So I have talked to my husband in 2020. We're celebrating stuff and we don't have to celebrate it big. We can celebrate it very small. We are just going to start acknowledging the accomplishments and the achievements and the, you know, the things that we do that we feel good about. We're going to start acknowledging those. And whether it's, let's have a glass of wine or, you know, let's go out for dinner. If you're not celebrating your achievements, you're not acknowledging the fact that you've done a great job. So it's just another way of talking yourself into not being enough and not being worthy and not having the esteem 
to be proud of who you are. If we don't pamper ourselves. You know, you get a new puppy or you get a new kitty or you have a new baby. What do you do? You do everything, right? You take care of it. You change the diaper. You let it cry and try to console it and, you know, calm it down and make it feel secure. And when we have a new baby or a new puppy or a new kitty, and I said this at the retreat, we don't care. We don't really care if they pee on the floor. That's what puppies do. And little kitties sharpen their claws on your face and on your neck. And we kind of let them do that because they need to be taken care of. You know, they need to be coddled. They need to be loved and scratched and petted. And little, little babies need their diapers changed and they need to be held. Do we do that for ourselves? When we do it for the puppy and the kitty and the brand new baby, it's because we feel like they are worthy of our pampering and worthy of our affection. But do we do that for ourselves? Very seldom. And I understand time is an issue and finances is an issue. Many people probably can't afford to get a massage every day, right? Not even every week. Sometimes not even once a month. But but what about pouring a hot bath and taking 15 minutes for yourself? Or, you know, going on the fishing trip or just going somewhere in nature for an hour. That's pampering yourself. What is it that you feel pampered by? If you're not taking any time to pamper yourself, you're giving worth to everything else in your life except you. So that would be another example that we were using about, you know, trying to just nail down, are we loving ourselves the best that we can? If you're not pampering yourself, there's probably room for improvement. I don't express my ideas or my feelings. If you are not expressing your opinion because someone somewhere along the line has made you feel like your opinion is not worth it or it's not as important as theirs, we tend to stop giving our opinions and we tend to stop saying what we feel and we tend to stop sharing what our thoughts are. And what we're telling ourselves is your opinion's not worth it. Your feelings don't matter, which again to me means somewhere along the line, someone has told you that and our brains like to believe what we're told. So if you're having trouble sharing your opinion or you've realized that you've just quit sharing it because every time you do there's a conflict or you are belittled when you share your opinion, that may be an example of you're loving yourself less and we need to work on it. I always felt like I was not free to be who I really was when I was in a toxic environment. And now that's a red flag for me. If I don't feel like I can be who I am, take note, not that people, not that it's 100% true, but I make sure that I am aware if I can't feel like myself and I don't feel like I can be myself, why? What is it in this environment that's making me feel like I can't be myself? Because I need to acknowledge that before I stay in that environment any longer. And the other big one that we nailed down at the retreat was if, if you're finding that you don't like spending time by yourself, if you're uncomfortable being by yourself, that may be a sign that you're not attuned to the person that you are. Maybe you look at yourself and you don't know who you are. Maybe you don't like the things that you're seeing when you spend time with yourself. But also, 
Many times when we're in toxic environments, we tend to adopt the identity of the person we are in in that relationship. We're so-and-so's mom, or we're so-and-so's boyfriend, or we're so-and-so's wife, or we're the human resource lady. So when you take your identity on, according to what people are telling you your identity is, we tend to lose our true identity. So when we're trying to spend time by ourselves, we're not sure who we are. So we're reaching out to friends and always wanting stuff on the social calendar so we don't have to be by ourselves. So those are a few examples of, of how you may be able to put your finger on, you know, I used it at the retreat on loving yourself, but maybe offer the podcast for the sake of the topic of the podcast, use those few things on whether you have compromised yourself for other people in your life. Your life is your own. You deserve happiness. You deserve to be loved. You deserve to be yourself and you deserve to follow your dreams. So if you've found yourself saying, oh, check, check, check to some of these things I've said, maybe your, some of your identity has been taken away by people in your life and situations in your life. If you have the self-esteem and you have the worth and you have the self-confidence that you believe you are worthy to have the best in life and to be happy and to be loved, you may not have related to some of these. But if you're in a spot where you're still struggling with trying to avoid conflict, trying, struggling for acceptance of other people, uh, trying to be who somebody else has told you you should be, you might have found that just like me, as I was going through these at the retreat or when I was prepping for the retreat, I realized when I was in my toxic place, every single one of these was affecting me. So if you need a place to start on where to start rebuilding, go through some of those. You know, start speaking nicer to yourself. Start celebrating your achievements and your accomplishments. And it doesn't have to be a big celebration. It can be a quiet celebration all by yourself, locked in, locked in your closet, as long as you acknowledge it and don't brush it under the rug like just another hoop to jump through. Start motivating yourself. Challenge yourself a little bit. Start taking better care of your body. Maybe start expressing your opinions a little bit more. You're going to feel your power grow. You're going to feel yourself come back. So again, this is just a checklist for you to double check how much people have taken away from you or how much you've compromised yourself through the relationships that you've been in. Are you loving yourself? How do we know? We feel like we are. Why would we not, right? So I use this list to have people reflect on, oh, Maybe I have compromised myself a lot more than I thought because every once in a while I feel like I could love myself more or I should take better care of myself. But when you give me a list and I can relate to every single one, that is an eye-opener. That was an eye-opener for a lot of the people at the retreat. And of course, the retreat's theme was love yourself strong. So I started with I get we need to love ourselves, but how do we even know where to start and how do we even know if we're not doing it? And when I went through this list, a lot of heads nodding, a lot of people going, this is starting to make sense. But if you have these starting points, you have a place to begin on how to start growing yourself and you can do this all by yourself. So 
this was a big thing for me and I'm going to take the, this list of things and this is where I am going to write my 2020 goals off of. Every year between Christmas and New Year's, I write my goals. I may do a podcast on that for those of you who are wanting to go into the new year with a little more optimism than you usually do and something to look forward to and something to focus on. But it is these points of self-love that I am going to focus my goals around because I know for certain that I am still being affected by the triggers and by some of the residual crap that I have carried through from one relationship to another. And I, I'm starting to understand that, you know, you're worthy of happiness. You're worthy of prosperity. You are allowed to be you in every environment. And so if you were looking for a place to start, some of these is a great place to start. And it doesn't have to be a total transformation. It can be change one little thing at a time. But each little thing you change is going to start making you feel better about you. And when you start feeling better about you, you will start gaining the confidence and understanding the self-worth to be loved properly, to be treated correctly, and to be in environments that are healthy for you. Thank you for listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic. If your life is being affected by a toxic relationship, visit coachingwithdrheidi.com and take our free toxicity profile analysis or schedule a personalized consultation with Dr. Heidi. You can also follow us on Instagram at coachingwithdrheidi or join our private Facebook group at Strength Within. Take your first step to freedom today. And remember, it's not normal, it's toxic.